Welcome everyone in again to Orlando Overtime. This is episode two of the podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Treadway. Welcome back into episode two. Uh, if you made it this far, that means you made it past episode one and you wanted to hear more, and I really appreciate that. And uh, today I have a chocked loaded list of things to get to, so. I'm going to jump right ahead into it and get started. Just wanted to give a a big appreciative thanks to all the people who are listening in today to episode two. So if you remember from episode one of last week's podcast, I talked a lot about the Orlando Magic's offseason, about the moves that they made and the direction that they were headed in and Uh, some of the ideas that they had, and towards the end of it, I kind of touched on the Orlando homecomings, mainly talking about Maurice Spates and Aaron Aflalo coming back, rejoining the Magic, and I also mentioned how Dom Dwyer uh, came back to Orlando from Sporting Kansas City and was making a return to the Lions, and I, I kind of mentioned and talked about how This was a hopeful and optimistic move for Orlando City, how it was really going to add to their uh, attack and and hopefully help out a weak attack uh, that's been desperate for um, some goals here as of late for Orlando City. And I really wanted to get in today about more about Dom Dwyer and this Orlando City attack because, you know, I talked about that last week in Orlando City. uh, Well, there were at least two games that Orlando City had played since they have picked up Dom Dwyer. They played one game against Atlanta United and Atlanta, which ended in a 1-1 draw where Atlanta scored in extra time there towards the end after Orlando City had a 1-0 lead on them. And then they played on this past Saturday against uh, Montreal Impact. Again, Orlando got ahead to a 1-0 early lead, ended up losing that game 2-1 against Montreal Impact. So I really wanted to get in and talk about what this Orlando City team is doing right now or what's happening to them. They seem to be falling apart right in front of our eyes and and kind of go over, you know, what Dom Dwyer can do for them, what he's done so far, and uh, do we think they're going to make the playoffs? And so I really want to start here today with, with what's going on. You know, I I watch both of those games where Orlando City gets out to an early 1-0 lead. And that they've always been strong at doing that. That has always been a plus for Orlando City. Uh, something that they've always been able to do to, to get these early goals. But they always seem to come out at the start of these matches and really put the attacking pressure on the opposing team. They put men forward when they get the ball in the midfield. They really try to attack the box hard and heavy. 
uh, and they really try to press the issue in the first, you know, a few minutes. Usually it seems like the first 30 or so minutes. They really try to press the issue and really be on the attack all the time. And a lot of times it seems to work for those first 30 minutes. They get a big early goal and they get ahead 1-0. And to me, that's where it just seems to stop. You know, they don't really attack after that. Uh, they kind of lay back, especially in the midfield, it seems like. And it really, really stuck out to me in that Montreal Impact game. There were a number of times where, uh, even after Orlando City scored the goal, the defense was, the back line of the defense was playing pretty well. I mean, nothing spectacular, but they weren't really giving up goals or, you know, letting too many chances through, it seemed like to me at least. Um, and they were able to to stay in front of the uh, strikers for Montreal. And the midfield would get the ball and start to kind of move forward. And nobody would come up with them on the attack. They wouldn't have anybody to move the ball forward into. And they ended up having to either turn it over or just pass it away. And it's really seemed like an issue here for Orlando City, especially the last few games where they just don't have the attack after the first few minutes that they should throughout the game. And it really seemed apparent to me after these last two games that I've watched that through a lot of the games that Orlando City has played this year, it seems like after they've scored that first goal, they get into that mentality that happens to a lot of teams out there that play late into a game with a lead where they're playing not to lose the lead instead of playing to win and what really kind of led me on to that I feel like especially in these last two games maybe not so much in the Montreal game because by the time Jason Christ did this uh, Orlando City was already trailing two to one but especially in that Atlanta United game where Orlando City was up one nothing on Atlanta and pretty much was poised to win that game. They had played a, a pretty solid game uh, for most of the match. And Jason Christ decides to sub out Kyle Laren and Dom Dwyer, both of them in the same match and pretty much at the same time in in both uh, matches and to me it was one of those moves in both games where you just kind of have to like scratch your head and ask what's going on here I mean to me Orlando City brings in Dom Dwyer and they make a big move to get him and the whole reason they bring him in is to get some extra scoring Kyle Laren, we know, has been a tremendous goal scorer, not really as of late, but throughout his career has definitely been a, a tremendous goal scorer uh, for Orlando City. And so it really is just kind of puzzling to me 
to see this move where Jason Christ takes out Don Dwyer and Kyle Laren at the same time and goes from having a heavy attack for most of the game to now there's not really any attack at all. And that's not to knock down Carlos Rivas coming in uh, as he did in both of those games or, or Giles Barnes or anybody else who comes in for them, but you go from two of the best strikers in the MLS having them on the pitch at the same time to now you don't have either one of them there and you lose your best option for attack. Uh, to me, it just hasn't made any sense to take both of them off at the same time. If you want to take one of them off, you know, uh, to me, I could understand that, you know, either take Kyle off and leave Dom on or take Dom on, uh, take Dom off, excuse me, and leave uh, Kyle on. But I just don't get, even if you have a lead late in the game, why you take one of those two off. Because then, it, to me, it just seems like you're losing that heavy attack that you have late in the game. You get super defensive, super conservative, and that's what seemed to have led to a lot of these goals being scored late in the game by these other teams that take Orlando City from having a, a three-point win, which would be huge for Orlando City right now, where they're standing at the table and, and where they're at, to now all of a sudden you're lucky if you get a, a one-point win in a draw as we did in Atlanta United, or even in the case of the Montreal game, you go from a 1-0 lead to now you're down 2-1 to one and you lost the game and you don't get any points from it and you're really hurting now in the table and the standings and, and trying to to reach a, a playoff position. And so I've just been really confused with the, the Jason Christ moves. I feel like Orlando City has got to find a way to really get their attack going um, even more in the first half of uh, of a match. But then they have to find a way to maintain that attack. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, okay, a lot of this goes on the defense and they have to be uh, concentrated and focused for the whole 90-plus minutes. And, yes, I, I do agree with that. I think some of these goals have been uh, lack of focus, slip-ups that have happened towards the end. But you also can't give up the attack towards the end of a match. You have to keep the pressure on and and keep the opposing goalies on their toes and, and deflecting and blocking uh, attempts that are coming by and you have to press the ball up and I think that's something that just has not happened uh, from Orlando City especially late in games so uh, something that I really think that they need to look forward to uh, we're going to post the poll later here tonight uh, or tomorrow depending on <laughs> when this podcast uh, gets uploaded and uh, I'm going to post it on my Twitter page and uh, hopefully we'll get some answers, but uh, if you want to go there at JT Magic 1989, that's the Twitter page at JT Magic 1989. 
do you think Orlando City will make the playoffs this year? Uh, I still hope that they make the playoffs this year. You know, at the beginning of the season, I think with the hype of getting the new stadium and especially the way that Orlando City started the season, uh, winning six of their first seven matches, I believe it was, um, for all of you supporters out there, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, please correct me, but don't kill me over it. Um, but, you know, a strong start from Orlando City to start the season, and I think it, it really made everyone uh, pretty optimistic that Orlando City was, I don't want to say a shoe-in, but a pretty strong candidate for making the playoffs, and they have just fallen flat on their face here as of late. I still think they have enough time, they have enough gains, and with Dom Dwyer getting here, and they, he seems to be uh, um, connecting more with Kyle Lahren, and they seem to be building a little bit better chemistry. And, you know, they just got the recent pickup of, uh, of Yoshi to the team, and I think adding Yoshi to that midfield uh, to play with Kaka in the midfield and get some some long balls and some good passes into Dom and Kyle Laren. Uh it will definitely help at least that's my hope and like I said I'm, I'm still optimistic that uh, Orlando City will get in but it's starting to be more of a cautious optimism now much like I have uh, with the Magic um, going into this year and I'll, I'll talk more as we get closer to the start of the NBA season about my cautious optimism excuse me for uh, the magic this season but with Orlando City you know we've seen the flashes that when they're on they can be really really good this year and we've seen where they have just absolutely imploded on themselves this year both sides of the spectrum so I, I I don't wanna count them out yet but they gotta find something soon because you know their last two games losing one drawing in another one uh, losing two out of their last three and I think the last time I saw it was they had lost uh, it was something like four uh, well hadn't lost but either lost or hadn't won a match and I I want to say it was 14 of their last 15 matches it might be 15 of their last 16 again if you OCSC supporters out there want to give me the actual statistic on that it would be much appreciated and and very useful for me um, and please let me know too if you think that there's something else that Orlando City can do to to fix what's going on with them before the end of the season if there's any way that they can fix what they have to make the playoffs this year or if you think it's something other than their attack that that needs to be fits it just seems for me from what i've seen from what i've viewed from their games that they just don't have a continuous solid attack on the goal for a full 90 minutes it just seems to wane off as you get into that second half of the match and, and scenes almost non-existent once you get into there and 
And so to me, it just seems like Orlando City has got to find a way to to get on the attack and and be able to pressure the opposing defense and, and maybe get some late game goals like they have before in, in previous matches and previous years. Um, but, you know, if they can score the early goal like they have been and score a late goal, maybe it will bode better to, to finishing some more matches on top instead of drawing or or losing. So uh, get at me at JTMagic1989 on Twitter to let me know what you think about Orlando City. Let me know on that poll whether you think they'll make the playoffs or not. Um, along with that, I just wanted to throw in a little of a um, uh, tidbit, well, not necessarily a tidbit, but a uh, shout-out here while we're in the middle of the podcast. Uh, we are available with the podcast on iTunes uh, podcast and on Google Play now. So if you're uh, wanting to listen or subscribe to the podcast make sure to check us out on itunes or google play and we're going to transition now to a little bit more of um the orlando magic um talking about them just wanted to do some quick updates we're still waiting on the schedule to drop for the magic it should be coming out uh, supposedly the rumors are that it'll be coming out later this week. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully that there's a little bit of truth to that because I've been waiting for a while now <laughs> uh, to hear about the the schedule and what's going to be coming up. Um, we also haven't heard anything about the Magic's new nike uniforms that are supposed to be coming soon so uh, hopefully we'll hear something about that but also on another front uh the g league the lakeland magic uh g league affiliate for the orlando magic uh they named anthony parker the gm of the lakeland magic anthony parker being a former uh scout for the uh the orlando magic a really great sign, I think, and they also named uh, Stan Heath, their head coach, Stan Heath, being a former uh, basketball coach for USF, among some of the other schools uh, that he coached around out there. So, starting to get a little bit of shape for the uh, the Lakeland Magic, excuse me, um, taken into effect, and they'll be starting their games in November. Um, so we're still waiting on their schedule to come out as well and see who's going to be on their roster. We haven't heard any, any news about their roster either. So, um, And so I wanted to switch now into uh, UCF uh, football practice. I didn't really get to go over that um, last week on the podcast. Um, but this has been a slow week as NBA offseason is pretty well wrapped up. And I went over most of uh, what the Magic have done last week. And now talking about Orlando City and, and Dom Dwyer and what they need to do into their next week. Um, 
I have a little bit of a chance to talk about UCF. They started fall practice uh, last week, I believe it was. And uh, so far, for everything that I've heard from Coach Frost, uh, fall practice has been very, very uh, productive. Uh, it seems as though things are going in the right direction for the Knights. It's uh, very promising. And from every account that I've gotten so far, it seems like Mackenzie Milton is going to uh, be the starting quarterback for UCF uh, going into the fall. And so to me, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the first game that they have, August 31st, it's a Thursday night game uh, at Spectrum Stadium. That's the uh, former Bright House Network Stadium. Uh, on the UCF campus, the Bounce House, and it's going to be interesting to see how McKenzie Milton comes out in that first game against FIU and plays. Because to me, watching him all of last year, he had some some moments where he shined and, and made some very good plays. And uh, he also had some moments mainly in that uh, AutoNation Cure Bowl and some of the other games that he had where he just looked lost out there. And I think it's going to be really important for McKenzie Milton and also for this UCF offense if they w really want to improve and be a, a threat and, uh, you know, a solid offense and a solid team, a lot of it's going to fall on the shoulders of McKenzie Milton. And a lot of that's going to have to deal with how does he perform right out of the gate. And I think we're going to learn a lot about that from, from FIU and, and how they do there. And so I'm very excited for UCF season to start. Um, Again, their first game is August 31st against FIU at UCF at Spectrum Stadium. It's going to be an exciting Thursday night game, as those always usually are in the first game of the season. Those are always uh, very exciting for UCF, so we'll see how that goes. We're planning on, in a couple of weeks, uh, doing a podcast for college football preview overview as well as possibly some uh, high school football overview so we'll let you know about that thank you for joining the podcast today a little bit shorter episode uh, but we went over everything that I really wanted to get over and uh, catch us on twitter at jtmagic1989 sorry about that for the podcast and for some more information and we'll see you all next week